0: By doing a renovation, let's say you go in there, you put a new kitchen, you put some new flooring, you maybe do the bathrooms up, a bit of landscaping, maybe put a bit of gold in the backyard. These things all add value to your property. You do the right analysis. You're making sure that you're not overspending, but you're making sure you're spending the, the correct amount, but you're getting the right return on investment. We believe every Australian deserves a right to own at the very least five investment properties. I'm Adrian Trimboli. And I'm Frank Ambezi. And welcome to the Invest in You podcast. If you can't change the status quo, make the status quo change. Royce White. Great, great quote. And it relates to today's topic. I have to do this every single time we uh, we jump on here. And what we'll talk about is changing that status quo, not following the crowd. Some of the greatest greatest entrepreneurs, business owners, athletes, celebrities that have done great things haven't followed the crowd. Have changed the status quo. If we look at Steve Jobs, the creator of Apple, you know he didn't invent the MP3 player. He didn't you know create the phone invent the phone you know he didn't invent the laptop but he seen holes in the market he's seen holes in these in in these products when he created the ipad oh sorry the the i um the ipod at the time if we look at dow or sony were probably the the first ones to create the mp3 player but he done something so different creative user-friendly created something that people wanted He created a legacy and a a brand that people love. Now, love Apple or hate Apple, you might not say their products are the best of the best. But why do people buy them? Because of the name, because of the brand, what they stand for, you know? And what it does for people, how it's helped people, made their life easier. And the inventions that he has done, the vision that he had seen, he changed the status quo. There's a good book on this, Start With Why. He had a why, he had a mission, and he changed that status quo and changed the way people, not changed the way what people were doing, but he he didn't follow the crowd. He dug his own path. And today's topic, we're talking about the tantalizing trio strategy that we use here at Fresh Start Advisory. Why do we call it tantalizing? Because tantalizing means tease or torment. Now, we're not teasing anyone. But what we're doing, we're making a mockery out of the traditional way of investing in today's society. Now, if we look at the numbers, they they do not lie. If we look at the number of investors, how many properties they own in Australia, the odds are stacked against you if you're trying to build a property portfolio. 99.6% of Australian investors do not own more than three investment properties. So if you listen to that, rewind it, listen to that. You know, it's very unlikely for a lot of people in this country to become a successful property investor that own three or more investment properties. And why is that? It's because the old traditional way of investing no longer works in today's society. Now, if we look at our grandparents or our parents that invested in property 30, 40, 50 years ago, times were different. Inflation wasn't at its level, at its peak level than what it is today. If we look at wages the average wage in australia back 30 years ago was six times the average price for australian property now today in 2022 where the average australian wage i should say is 14 to 15 times the average wage of the average pro- for the average price of the average price of property in australia i should say so if you look at that wages have not kept up with the property market hasn't kept up with inflation. If we look at goods and services, foods, commodities, you know, retail stores, and you know, uh, cars, vehicles, all these things have just been increasing in value, but the wages haven't really kept up with the inflation. And what we're doing here, we're making a mockery of the traditional way of investing because that do not, that method does not longer work in today's society. If you follow the traditional way of investing, you'll probably get the same result as 99.6% of Australian investors. Now, I'm not here to put you down and say you cannot, you can't do this. But I'm doing this video, I'm, I've created this podcast, 10 Lies and Trade, to give you an understanding of what the fundamentals you need to look out for when you're building a property portfolio. Now, it's only three, three things that we, t- we target. Number one, cash flow positive properties. Number two, high growth properties. Number three, forced appreciation. You need these three fundamentals when you're building a property portfolio. Without these three fundamentals, you are going to get stuck. You are going to face a lot of problems moving forward. And you're not going to have any insurance moving forward. And what do I mean by insurance, I will explain moving forward. Now, let's start with number one, cash flow positive properties. Why do you need cash flow in your property portfolio? Why is it so important? Why do we talk about it so much? Why do people starting to find out more about these cash flow positive properties and hear about it more? Now what it does, it gives you the extra income. So what I mean by cash flow positive properties is, you have a property. Once you receive your rental income, what it does, that rental income is paying for your rates, it's paying for your water, it's paying for your insurance, it's paying for your property management fees and it's paying for your mortgage fees. Now, when it's cash flow positive, what will happen is you've got leftover cash that is left over after you've made, you've paid all your expenses. That leftover cash goes into your bank account or your savings or into your bank account or into your pocket, of course. Now it's your cash, you can do whatever you like with it. But that extra income gives you extra, extra choices, it gives you more abundance, more freedom, because now you've got pro- a property that's working for you, but it's putting money in your pocket. So it's like a second person working for you, but it's a vehicle, it's called property. Now what does this extra income do? It adds to your personal income. So let's just say you're making $60,000 a year, the average wage in Australia. Now what happens is, let's say you got a property that's putting $5,000 a year in your pocket after all the expenses. That $5,000 adds to your personal income. Now you're making $65,000. What does this do? It increases your borrowing capacity, helps you get more access to credit moving forward. And that's going to help you build a property portfolio successful. Now, why is this? Why is this important? Because with that extra income as well, what it's going to do, it's going to add to your personal income, not the stats, It's going to add to your bank account. You put that money into an offset account. It helps minimize debt as well. So, what I mean by that is, if you've got your money in an offset account, you actually your repayments start to reduce, and you actually start to build. A higher return because you have, your repayments are less, but you're actually getting you're generating more cash flow now because you don't have to pay as much to the bank for your interest repayments. So this is why why you want to be getting cash flow positive properties as well. It helps down paying down debt, gives you more access to extra funds coming to your pocket. You can use that as well if you've got family to pay for goods and services, of course. This is something that you can look out for. And what else is it? What else is, what are the positives of cash flow positive properties? I guess it's not a burden to your life, most importantly. If you do your analysis right when you're doing, when you're purchasing your property, your investment property, you're making sure that the property is cash flow positive, but not just that, if you're future planning it. Now, if you're not, this is something to listen out for and take, take some notes. If you're doing an analysis on a property, you want to make sure if interest rates rise 1%, 2%, that that property is not going to affect your lifestyle. So if it's cash flow positive from the very beginning, if rates do go up one or two percent, it's not going to affect your lifestyle. The property is not going to hold you back. The property will maybe still be positive cash flow or might be negative just slightly. Where if you had a negative asset already that was negative geared, you would actually start losing even more money if rates went up. So this gives you more freedom moving forward. Now what happens? the banks look at your your property if it's cash flow positive as an asset where if it was a property that was negative geared, where it's costing you money to hold every single month, they look at it as a liability. And what happens is that reduces the access to credit. So you can't get any more credit from the banks to go and buy investment properties. So now what happens is that property, if it is a negative asset, it's a burden to your lifestyle, of course. You're to have to pay for something something else that you have to pay for in your life. The right way of investing, you want that asset to work for you. Now, what I call, I call this insurance, the insurance backing of cash flow positive properties. You know, if rates go up, they're not going to affect your lifestyle. The properties aren't going to affect your lifestyle. So your future planning, and it's super important to make sure. Now, there's always backups. We always want to have backups of insurance moving forward. And I'll talk about this in the third tier. But let's go to the second. So why do you need high growth assets in your property portfolio? This is how you make your real wealth. When you're building a property portfolio, you cannot be successful and just purchase cash flow positive properties without any growth. You will get stuck. You need a mixture of both. It's like a pendulum. And why you need this, because the extra income will give you more access to credit. Of course, it'll give you the extra income, but you cannot save your way to wealth. The way you get wealthy is by leveraging, using other people's money. So when these properties are growing in value, your net worth starts to increase, of course. You start to get more access to credit. And that allows you to redraw, you know, redraw and take out equity from that the investment property. And you use that as an as, as a deposit to purchase another investment property. So it speeds up your process. Then when your properties are, you start buying properties, and now you start to use equity to as a deposit moving forward your property portfolio starts to become like a domino effect and you start to actually move faster and quicker because you can, like I said, you can't save your way to wealth. The properties start working for you. And when you start releasing equity faster and quicker and buying more properties, your net worth starts to increase. Now, what happens is this is tax efficient. So that equity you're releasing from your investment property to buy more investment properties, it's tax efficient. So you actually start to reduce your tax as well. And this is something that investors love about property. So reduces, property gives you the freedom for tax advantages that I guess stocks and bonds and crypto do not give you. So when you start building your property portfolio and you, you start targeting high growth assets as well, it gives you more freedom. You start using other people's money. You leverage other people's money. It increases your borrowing capacity, gives you more access to credit. And look at that, it's actually lowering your risk profile, which is the most important thing. We don't let the property go backwards, so you're making sure you've done your analysis, and the property moving going forward. Number three is force appreciation. Why do we need force appreciation? This is probably something that not a lot of people like to do or don't don't want to target when they're building a property portfolio. I think this is the one of the greatest weapons you can use, manufacturing your property. You know, getting your property going in there. And doing some work to that property, so I like to call this backup, the backup insurance. This is something you got two. this strategy gives you two levels of insurance. Your cash flow positive properties, but it gives you the le- the level of insurance from forced appreciation. The second level, where this is something that you want to be making sure that you're using. Now, let's say you purchase a property. It's not the nicest property in the street. We like to call this ugly duckling syndrome. Not the nicest property in the street. If anything, maybe it's a little bit run down compared to all the, all the other houses. But it gives you the opportunity to get to the same level or same value of those properties in your street. Those properties might be worth an extra two, three 300000 more than what your house is. Now, by doing so, depending on your risk profile, depending if you're an active investor or a passive investor, by doing a renovation, let's say you go in there, you put a new kitchen, you put some new flooring, you maybe do the bathrooms up, a bit of landscaping, maybe you put a little gold in the backyard. These things all add value to your property. You do the right analysis. You're making sure that you're not overspending, but you're making sure you're spending the, the correct amount, but you're getting the right return on investment. Now, this is called forced appreciation. When you start doing things like this, cosmetic renovations, what happens is you increase your rental income. And not just that you increase your equity. The value of your property goes up. And what happens is you can release that equity and you use that equity to go buy more investment properties. You, you increase the cash flow. And you can do this at during times when, let's say, interest rates increase. And now your your cash on cash return or your return on investment actually starts to drop because, you know, once interest rates go up, you have to pay more money to the bank because the interest goes up. And what it does is, you know, you... you do a renovation, and increases the value of the property, increases your rental income. So then what happens is your property actually becomes even more stronger with its rental return. So it will still be cash flow positive, if not, it might be even stronger now, depending on the level of, of uh, renovations that you've done. You redraw that equity out. You can use that to buy more investment properties to your advantage. Now, when you're targeting, when you're using force appreciation, there's other things that we like to target too. We like to target if the client wants to do a development on this property down the track five years or ten years from now we target the right block the right zoning right fundamentals that we needed to target we target that property and what we do with that they plan to do development down the track that becomes a business transaction you don't know, knock down the property put a block of units then you sell the units off and you make you know you make a large amount of cash or maybe you sell half of them and keep half. But when you start going down that path, then what happens is you're doing a business transaction, not just that you're actually minimising your tax as well because it comes down to a new appreciated asset that is actually you'd be able to run depreciation on. So all these renovations that you're doing and development and, you know, these are it's tax efficient. You can claim it at tax time and not just that you can actually claim depreciation depending on the level of works that you've done to the property, helping minimise your taxable income. What else can we do for depreciation? You're adding a granny flat. Super, super impactful. Making sure the block is right, to so right the right restriction, right zoning Because not the You've got nice side access where you can get down the side of the block or of the house add a granny flat at the back increases your cash flow dramatically. Doing something like that can cost you one hundred and fifty k. You get a return maybe of two two fifty per week. So you look at the return on investment is quite high. Now subdividing is another thing that we like to target. Clients might want to buy a house that's on a 1,200 or 1,300 square meter block. Houses at the front of the block, of course. You subdivide the back, sell off the back part portion and you now you've sold that off They give you extra income. What you do with that extra income, you go and buy another property moving forward. Maybe convert the house into student housing. You know, divide up those bedrooms and, you know, starting, you know, renting out every room individually. Gives you... It gives you an extra income. It increases your actual income because now you might be getting two hundred dollars or, or one fifty per room, and this is student, you know, student housing. Great way, great way to you know, manufacture your your equity and not just like your cash flow position as well. So using this t free strategy, the tantalizing trio, cash flow positive properties, high growth areas, forced appreciation. You are going to be the people that are that own three or more investment properties, which is 0.4% of Australian investors. Now, using this strategy allows you to get more access to credit. Using other people's money, you've got two levels of insurance, cash flow, and you've got the forced appreciation by doing renovations will increase the equity position. Not just that, it's going to increase your cash flow as well. So, if interest rates do rise, you do that, and it's going to help you with your repayments something to look out for. We're not looking short-term, we're looking long-term. Property is a long-term game. So I talk about this strategy a lot. We're teasing and tormenting the traditional way of investing. does It no longer works in today's society like I talked about at the beginning. You know, inflation is the most it's ever grow, grown in history. And it's just going to continue. And if you use the strategy, it's going to help you, give you the choices and the freedom and the – and the desires that you've des- deserved and wanted in your entire life when it comes to investing in vehicles are going to help you give you that choice. I want people to be inspired to invest, take action in, by investing in property and having that backing by assets that are helping them buy because they're working for you. Now, this is a strategy that gives you little to no risk when it comes to investing in property. If you invest in properties, that they might be in high growth areas close to the CBDs, but they might be negative geared. Maybe they're apartments, maybe they're townhouses. You can't manufacture the, the equity or the, or the cash flow because they're maybe they're newer properties. But using this strategy, it's gonna give you more freedom because imagine if you purchase those properties and they're already negative geared, but they're in a high growth area and they're costing you already 10,000 or 12,000 or maybe even $20,000 to hold every single year. And interest rates do go up 1% or 2% in the future. What happens then? What's that look like? And that can have that can have a you know tremendous effect to your life, especially if you've got kids and family. So something to look out for. Use a tantalizing trade strategy. If you want to know more, you know, visit our pages on Facebook, Fresh Start Advisory, go to our invest in new page. We've got plenty of plenty of information there about you know, property and analytics, you know, how to read data, what to look out for, fundamentals things like that, that are going to help you become a better investor. So we'll see you next episode. But if you have any questions, just reach out to us because we're more than happy to help. This is something that it's really important because at the end of the day, property is probably one of the most risky, it's probably the riskiest asset to invest in. And why do I say that? Because if we look at, you look at stocks, you put your own money into stocks, you might put 10 grand, 20 grand, maybe. If you lose that, okay, it's a lot of money, you've lost that money if the stock goes down. But when it comes to property, you're actually using other people's money. You're using the bank's money. And a lot of people, majority of them today, are using 90% loan. So 90% of that money is being borrowed by the bank. You make a mistake. You make a mistake with that money. That decision of buying an investment property, what does that look like? So you wanna make sure you take calculated risk and you wanna make sure you are using the tantalizing trade strategy because it's gonna help you become a better investor. So we'll see you in the next episode. If you need anything, reach out to our Facebook pages we're going to help you guys become a better investor moving forward if you like today's podcast then you're absolutely going to love the investing You facebook group where we share a bunch of valuable tips and tricks on property investing for our exclusive community come join us and let's level up